This is part three and the last part of Jake Wagner and the Python Massacre. I am Bill Swafford and this is Murderers in Ohio. So we got a killer on a run in Ohio. This will be the last part of the Jake Wagner and the Python Massacre case. There has been a lot behind the madness of the execution-style murders of eight Roden family members and behind the madness of the investigation that led to the arrest of four of the Wagner family members. I want to go ahead and talk about the charges that the six Wagner family members were accused of. I will start off with Frederica, Billy Wagner's mom, and then Rita Newcomb, Angela Wagner's mom. Investigators believe that Federica and Rita did not have any parts in the murders, but might have helped to try and cover it all up. 77-year-old Frederica Wagner was charged with perjury and obstruction of justice. Investigators believe that Frederica had misled them in their investigation. The investigators say that Frederica had lied about some bulletproof vests that she had bought online. That's right, you heard what I said. A woman in her mid-70s bought bulletproof vests online. There's nothing that looks wrong with that. Every grandma buys bulletproof vests for their families. How else are they expected to stay warm on those cold Ohio winter days? The courts did show mercy on Frederica and dropped the charges. Frederica had a receipt proving that she had bought the bulletproof vest after the murders, not before. I would still like to know why Frederica had bought the vest. Did she really buy the vest or just pay for them? And why after the murders? Was she afraid that her family would get into a shootout with law enforcement? Did the Wagner family receive any death threats? I know that the charges were dropped, but I still believe there is a reason behind the purchase of bulletproof vest. I have seen pictures of Frederica. I have to say she does not look like a nice friendly old lady, but apparently she got some money. Federica's farm sits on a 2,000 acre piece of property. Let me shine a little light on that. In 2020, the average Ohio farm real estate value for land and buildings is $6,300 per acre. So a 2,000-acre farm could be worth as much as $12.5 million. Even on a low end, let's say $1,000 per acre, we are still talking about a piece of property with a bare minimum value of $2 million. The Wagners could have sold some of that property off and taken Hannah Roden to court instead of killing her and her family. Even though the court had dropped the charges against Frederica, investigators would not leave her alone. Law enforcement would serve a search warrant on Frederica's 2,000-acre property. 65-year-old Rita Newcomb, Angela Wagner's mom, would have her time in the Pike County Courts. Rita was charged with perjury, obstructing justice, and forgery. Rita had testified that she had signed some papers about custody over Sophia when she did not actually sign the papers. The papers that the courts are referring to is some paperwork that has to do with custody of Sophia. 
These documents were supposedly made up sometime before the murders. This paperwork was found in one of the Wagner's homes. This paperwork had gotten the investigators' attention because the paperwork was about who would get custody of Sophia in the event of Hannah Rowan's death, which the paperwork said Sophia would go to Jake Wagner. To do this, they would have to have Hannah Rowan's signature and Jake Wagner's signature. Then a notary would have to witness it being signed. Then a notary would also have to sign and stamp the paperwork. A notary can only do stuff like vehicle titles and paperwork. Anyone could be in a notary. A person would just have to apply to be one. I believe notaries pay a fee also to keep their notary license. Rita fits into this because Rita was a licensed notary and her name was on the paperwork. Rita had told the grand jury and investigators that she did in fact sign the custody papers. A handwriting expert would determine that Rita did not sign the custody papers. So why would she lie? Or better yet, who would she lie for? Of course, her daughter, Angela Wagner. I don't know how many people realize this, but law enforcement will record all calls in and out of jail. But the courts wouldn't have to worry about recorded jail phone calls because Rita told the courts that Angela had told her to sign the paper. Angela was trying to mislead the investigation while in jail. The courts did not let this continue. The courts took away Angela Wagner's phone call privileges while in jail. I still cannot buy into the Wagner's only motive behind killing eight members of the Roden family is only over the custody of Hannah and Jake's daughter. I can believe it being only Jake's motive, but Billy and George, what would it be in it for them? George had a young son he wanted to be around. Why would George give up the right to be around his own son just for Jake to be around and have custody over Sophia? I'm going to use myself as an example. I have a daughter. I was never married to her mom. But by Ohio's law, I have no rights over my daughter. I do see my daughter, but legally, I only have the right to pay child support. It sounds like a bad way to put it. But Ohio's court will force someone to pay child support, but then make that person fight for visitation. Make that person hire a lawyer. I know that if I had ever come up with a plan like the Wagners did just for custody, I know not one of my family members would go along with it. Before I talk more about the charges they were facing, I want to say a few more things about the Wagners so you can get a better understanding of the kind of people that they are. Law enforcement says that the Wagners were a cult-like family. They made a lot of their big decisions together as a family. People say that they were a family that kept their business to themselves. An outsider would never know the dark secrets behind the Wagner family. People say Angela Wagner seemed to be a loving and caring mom and grandma. After everything I have heard and read about Angela, it seems to me that she is a controlling person. She seems to want to have control over everyone in her family. Now some of the news media, before Jake was a suspect, 
had made Jake out to be a hard-working single dad who was just trying to survive. Now, sometime after the murders, and I don't know whose ideal it was, it was either Jake's or Angela's ideal, but both were involved. Jake had set up a GoFundMe page. Jake was asking for donations to help with raising Sophia. I have to wonder why they did that. Was that done to help them look like they were innocent? Maybe it was a part of their plan the whole time. I want to do something that I don't think I've seen or heard anyone else do. And that is talk about Jake Wagner's and Hannah Roden's ages. Hannah was 15 years old when she had gotten pregnant and Jake was 20 years old. Now Jake did not ever get charged for having sex with a minor till he got charged for the eight road murders. This messes with my head. Law enforcement could have put Jake behind bars for sexual misconduct with a minor and kept him there while they did their investigation. So why didn't they do so? I also bring up the ages because in situations where the ages are that different, at those young ages, there is a higher chance of it being a controlling and at a very least mentally abusive relationship. 20-year-olds are starting to think that they're making up their own rules, living their life how they want to live it. 15-year-olds are still being told what to do by their parents, by their teachers, so they still got to do what they're told. So it can turn into a controlling relationship real quick. So now I will get back to why the Wagners were arrested and what charges they face. I did find a copy of George Wagner's original indictment. All four Wagners, Billy, Angela, George, and Jake, will have the same basic indictment. This is a 22-count indictment that is 52 pages long. Of course, I'm not going to read to you the whole indictment, because I would like to finish this at some point. First count is for aggravated murder. It says that firearms were used and that silencers had been on the guns. A silencer is something that is put on the end of a gun barrel to muffle the sound. Wagners are accused of committing the murders with the plans of fleeing afterwards. First eight counts of the indictment are basically all the same. Each count is for each one of the victims. The indictment lays out the fact that the Wagners had started planning this murder since the beginning of January. The Wagners had spent four months planning on how to kill eight Rowan family members in one night. The indictment talked about trips to Walmart that the Wagners made. One trip they had bought stuff to make brass catchers for the guns. One trip to Walmart they had bought a pair of boots. They only bought the boots to frame James Manley, Dana Roden's brother. The indictment put out that the Wagners had basically been spying on the Rodens. The Wagners had hacked into some of the Rodens' computers and phones. It almost sounds as if they were preparing to go to war with the Rodens. The Wagners had even stocked up on ammo. I heard talk about cameras being placed on the Rodens' property. It could chance that the Wagners might have put some up. Or it could have just been a deer camera, which hunters used to determine which pass the deer are running. 
or Chris Sr. could have put him up to watch over his grill operations. Once in a courtroom, all four Wagners, of course, pled not guilty. This would be the first time in Ohio that four people, not to mention of the same family, would face capital murder charges at the same time for the same case. All four Wagners will face the death penalty if convicted. The Wagners did sign away their rights to a speedy trial. This year is 2022. This April will mark six years since the Python massacre, and two of the Wagners are still awaiting trial. The investigation into the Python massacre ended up being the largest homicide investigation in Ohio's history. 1,100 tips were received, 500 interviews that were done, 700 pieces of evidence that would be tested, 200 warrants and other things that would be served to people. It took a lot for the investigators to finally arrest Billy, Angela, George, and Jake Wagner. The prosecutor had the Wagners behind bars and they had to protect the case. The Pike County Sheriff got indicted on felony charges and removed from office. That could have hurt the prosecutor's case. It has been said that people really don't trust law enforcement in Pike County. Some people are scared of law enforcement in Pike County. A lot of people did not like how Pike County Sheriff's Office had handled the road murder investigation. Pike County has other unsolved murders and some murders that were done just like the Roden family. Then the county has its fair share of drug problems, just like all the other counties in the country. The one over all of this is Pike County Sheriff, Sheriff Reeder. Sheriff Reeder was apparently a corrupt sheriff. Sheriff Reeder was sentenced to prison for three years for theft while in office and tampering with evidence. This could have been really bad for the prosecutor's case. Sheriff Reeder was the first person in lead of the investigation, and he still was sheriff when the Wagners had gotten arrested. This could have been really bad for the prosecutor's case. If the defense lawyers would prove that there was corrupt actions in the Roeder murder investigation, it could have destroyed the whole case. But none of that would matter because on April 22, 2021, Five years to the day of the murders, Jake Wagner would walk into a courtroom and surprise the world. Jake Wagner would take a plea deal and admit his guilt in killing five of the rodents. One of those five was 19-year-old Hannah Roden. In exchange for his plea, the courts took the death penalty off the table for all four of the Wagners. Jake will also have to testify against his mom, Angela Wagner, his dad, Billy Wagner, and his brother, George Wagner. Jake received eight consecutive life sentences, one life sentence for each victim. I was just reading something that says investigators first found evidence connecting the Wagners to the murders at a stop at a United States-Canadian border check. They had found something on a Wagner laptop. Like I said, I'm going through some stuff, and somewhere I have said that Angela and Jake had been interviewed twice, two times apiece. I was wrong about that. They were both interviewed five times apiece between May 
2016 and May 2017. Billy Wagner was interviewed three times between 2016 and 2017. George Wagner was interviewed in May 2017. So their last interviews were a couple of months before the whole family had moved to Alaska. Tony Rohn Sr., I don't know how he's related to the Rohns, but Tony has sued the Wagners. That way the Wagners cannot benefit from the murders. Now after Jake's plea deal, Jake also leads investigators to some new evidence. It is said that Jake had gone through the whole night and told the prosecutors what had happened on April 22nd of 2016. So maybe once all the court trials are done, hopefully we will learn exactly what happened to the Rowan family. In September of 2021, Angela Wagner appears in court. I don't think she looks the same as she did before. Angela took a plea deal to conspiracy to murder. Angela had helped plan the murders, but did not execute the murders. One thing that I am not clear on is who was watching Sophia. Did Sophia stay with Angela while Billy, George, and Jake went out to kill her mom and family? Do you think Angela would have taken off with Sophia if things had gone wrong with their plan and the men did not make it back? I hope that before another plea deal is given, that a full motive must be told by one of the Wagners. I still believe that there's still more to this than just custody over one little girl. In December of 2021, George Wagner was back in court. He was trying to get the court to drop the aggravated murder charges because it is documented that George did not murder anyone. The courts denied the request, and the charges still stand. The courts must still believe that George still helped plan the murders and had some kind of an involvement in them. I see it this way. Angela helped plan things out. George was probably the driver, and he possibly would have went in and watched his brother and his dad's back. And then the trigger men were Billy and Jake. George's trial is set to start on April 4th of 2022. Billy Wagner still does not have a firm trial date set at the moment. It seems that Billy and his lawyers is still trying to fight some of the evidence. I don't understand how he's still trying to fight everything when his son and his wife have done taking plea deals. Billy was in a courtroom in November of 2021 for a motion hearing. Billy's defense team is questioning ballistic and a shoe print evidence that was found on the scene. Billy will be back in a courtroom in February of 2022 for a final pretrial hearing. I am wondering who will be next to take a plea deal, Billy or George. I hope for Sophia's sake that there is more to this than just custody over her. Sophia does not deserve to think that her mom and her family died because her dad wanted custody over her. I have finally come to the end of this. If you are still interested in the case, then I would highly suggest checking out the Python Master podcast. It is a really good podcast. 
I have put a link to that podcast in the episode description of all three parts to this case. If anything new does come up, I will make sure to keep everyone posted. Make sure to subscribe to Murderers Ohio for that. As this comes to an end, I will leave you with a question. Do you think the Wagners had ever done something like this before? I am Bill Swafford, and this has been Murderers in Ohio. We got the devil on the road in Ohio.